Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Twins win 8-4 to today. Timberwolves tomorrow here um, with the... Uh, Twins move over the Dow to 102.9. Uh, you'll figure it out of the fly tomorrow, I'm sure. Joining us now in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, the one and only Bill Robertson, Commissioner of the USHL with a storied background in college and professional sports. Bill, happy uh, happy Good Friday to you. Happy holiday weekend to you, Mike, and to all your listeners out there. Okay, so you've been through playoffs a lot with the Wild when you were there, the Timberwolves, et cetera, et cetera, the Angels uh, in Major League Baseball. What do you, what what does an organization try to get out of it when they have uh, this breath of life where you know you you see not just hey the, the game three and four coming back here for the wolves or home ice for the but you're trying to lock this into your fan base so that it it, it moves into next year and you create the buzz and and and, and you uh, lock up season ticket holders all those things. What's it like in an organization when they make the playoffs? Because I don't think people realize how crazy it gets. Well, it does, and it moves very fast. I mm-hmm. think that's the big thing. I think for most franchises, the overarching idea is that you're going to build momentum not only for the playoff run that you potentially will be on, but also, as you somewhat stated, you're building for the future. Uh, you're trying to lock in and secure season ticket holders for the long term and, and get people to buy your merchandise and you want to dominate the sports pages and the and the radio stations and the television stations and you want to be the place where everybody wants to be and wants to go and wants to talk about and that's really what it's like but i will say the you know the work weeks during the playoffs are 15 16 hour days yep. and many times even when you're on the road it's still that way getting prepared for the home games that are coming up. And it's, and really you're working on fumes uh, for the most part and a lot of energy that's built up over a, a period of time. What's the yin and yang of, you know, at this time when you've got everybody's attention, 
uh, and a coach wants the player's attention and focus, and let's say we in the media want a piece of the players and we want access to them, and, and, and as a PR person, you know this is a time where you can cash in on that, and at the same time, the coach is saying, whoa, 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 we got a team meal at that time, can't do that, that kind of stuff. How do you navigate that? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's really having a rapport with the general manager uh, and the coach of the, uh, whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball or, or whatever the sport is, uh, really stating how important it is to have time available for your local media, most importantly, and then your national media on top of that to, ha- to have that kind of time to be able to talk to players. Because let's face it, if you're in last place and your season's over, people really don't want to talk about your team and you're, you could be out of sight, out of mind. So you need to capitalize on these experiences and, and, and time and I, I've everywhere I've been in the playoffs I have, have had those conversations well in advance of the playoffs with the coach and the general manager to make sure we're all on the same page and it is a little give and take here and there but but I think most of the time they realize how important it is for the franchise itself what 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 is the difference in leagues? In other words, to work, I mentioned you did it with three different leagues: Major League Baseball, Hockey, and Basketball. How is it different, league to league, in terms of the way they approach playoffs? Well, they they all have their own rules on how they want uh, certain things to run, in particular the game itself, but also the post game and pre game, and teams that don't cooperate, whether it's Major League Baseball. Uh, the NHL or the NBA for the ones that I've worked specifically in, they have to be available uh, and players that don't want to cooperate. And there's very few that don't want to cooperate for that matter. Uh, they'll, they'll find them significantly. And it's also publicized and teams don't want that. So for the most part, the leagues all are, are pretty much the same in their protocols and really, they have meetings before the playoffs with each of the teams, depending on what area of expertise, whether it's marketing or, or communications or, or, or ticketing. So everybody is saying the same thing. And, and then again, you also need to have your workers that come to the arenas and to the ballparks um, also engage in what you're doing, because sometimes a fan will only come out during the playoffs, and that's your only time that you're going to really get up close and personal with them. And if you do, you want to make sure that experience is second to none. So they do want to come back next year, whether it's the preseason, the regular season, or another playoff run. When you were with the Wild in year two or three, they went to the Western Conference Finals after the, after they you know started as an expansion team. Was it, was it the third year? It was the third year. Yeah, it was 2003, third. 2004. Yes, and, and, and nobody saw it coming. And, I mean, third year as a franchise. Now, they've never been that far since, I mean, to give it some perspective. Was that a blessing or a curse to get it that soon? Because, because in some respects, you hit it right, and it wasn't maybe a telltale sign of where the team was in the standings. On the other side, it, it revved everybody up, and you owned the sports pages and everything else in April and May. What did that prove to be to you in the long run? Well, I think it was a fabulous experience to get to the Western Conference Finals. And, and for me, on a personal level, we, we played in Anaheim yeah. where I worked, worked prior. So it was a yes. little... And Jaguar was me- waiting for you, by the way. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I mean, we had media meals. I took people out to my favorite restaurants and, and uh, you know, a way to celebrate our season. 
But I would say when you look back at it, I mean, it, you want to, you know, you're in this to win yeah. and, and do well. So, you 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 know, it happened that in some ways it was a little bit fluky because the, the Wild were down 3-1 to one in the first round against Colorado, and they came back and won mm-hmm. in seven games. The next round they played in Vancouver, they were down 3-1 to one yep. in the series, and they came back and won that. Yep. And then I think they just ran out of gas. So putting that aside... The expectations after that season were, wow, we're on our way. We're going to get there from the fans' perspective. And they just expected us to get to that level or get to the Stanley Cup Finals quick. And we had to somewhat temper those expectations. And that's hard to do when you're coming off that kind of momentum. And we raised ticket prices, but then the next year there was a work stoppage. So it made it very, very, very difficult. Because um, people wanted to see this team perform, and and yet I think the the chemistry they had at that time, and there were some older players mixed with some younger players that worked out well. But the next year it just didn't work as well, and and that's what happens in sports. One that's year exactly it's really good, yep. it's not. Yep. Bill Robertson, our guest, put on your commissioner of the USHL hat. Now you're in the spring and it's playoffs. What 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 are arenas like in the USHL right now? Do they rev it up for the playoffs? What do you see? They do. They do. And uh, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, the, the matchups will, will begin to take place. We have this weekend and next weekend in our regular season and then the playoffs uh, come to us. And that goes about a month month long. But I think what, what I see is that the marketplaces are starting to get excited that are going to host games. And the ones that have are playing traditional rivalries like Lincoln and Omaha in Nebraska are real close to each other and they would love to play each other in the playoffs because it's, they're so close in proximity. That's the kind of stuff you want because that builds rivalries long-term and, and, and builds kind of your, kind of the brand of the USHL. Um, but we have some really good teams, Mike, and um, I can just tell you this, you know, I, I didn't really realize how good the talent is in the league until the NCAA tournament just ended, and over a hundred of our former alumni in the USHL competed in the NCAA tournament, and then signed NHL contracts wow. within the last week um, with different teams, and that's amazing. Uh, and that's not saying it's just about the USHL; it's it's they're also developed in college. Uh, at the Division One level, but that shows you a lot about the kind of talent that is in this league, and it'll be fun to watch uh, how, how the playoffs unfold, and um, it's a little longer than the college season, which uh, can be good and bad, but I'm looking forward to my first adventure with the U.S. United States Hockey League's uh, playoffs uh, run. How does it work with the high school kids that, you know, their high school season gets over, the next thing you know, they're playing with the USHL team. Uh, a, uh, what do you have to clear to do that? And, and does that create disruption that needs to be managed because all of a sudden somebody loses a roster spot? Yes, it does. It does create some disruption. And some teams have a philosophy that they want to, they want to do that. They have to clear like a waiver uh, uh scenario and they have to go through USA hockey to be cleared to play with these teams. But in, in, in essence, there's, there's not a lot of that uh, that goes on that I can see so far in my, my first full season in the USHL, but it, it, it can be disruptive and it can sometimes be the catalyst that helps a team uh, jumpstart it in the playoffs and the, and the end of the regular season when they got a couple players 
that provides some leadership and some impact and are a little more mature. They're not 16-year-old, but they're 17 years old or 18 years old. Yeah, and, and, and some are, you know, I mean, they're getting game ready for college. But, you know, Bill, this is the most unique thing in all of sports in some respects. There's no basketball league where you could do that, no football league, no baseball league where you, you could do in the high school season, go play with, in essence, college players for a while, then come back. What a tremendous advantage that is, the, the junior leagues in general, but also being able to do it while you're in high school. What, what a tremendous advantage that is uh, for these kids uh, going forward as they mature and, you know, be, they become 21-year-old freshmen. It, it is, and, and that's why you're seeing, if you look at the college age. Of, oh, it's of unbelievable. The, the MIAC the, is all juniors, you know? Yes, yep, they're all junior kids, but they're all kids that are not just 18. They're, they're, they're starting college at age 20 or 21. Yeah. Um, so they're, they, they've already had experience at the uh, Tier 1 uh, junior hockey level, and now they're coming in as a mature freshman to play at – Minnesota or play at uh, Michigan or play at Minnesota State Mankato. So that happens. That's the way the sport is run. Um, It's just the way it is. And I I don't know why other sports are so much different. I've always wrestled with that to try to understand it better, but it is what it is. And um, I'm not, I am a fan of kids going to high school and getting their education, but I'm also very bullish on the United States Hockey League and, and what it can do for a a young man in their development and get them to the next level as long as they're getting their education and, and moving forward. Because sure. as you and I know that very few people make it to the national hockey league or major league baseball's, uh, uh, the big show. And, uh, so you need to get your degree. So you have something to fall back on. Billy, appreciate it very much. Happy Easter this weekend. And we'll talk soon. All right, Mike, thanks for the time. Look forward to talking to you again soon. And again, happy Easter and Passover and Ramadan to all of your listeners out there. You got it. Thank you so much, Bill Robertson. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.